Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy! child be ready for kindergarten? At Chesterbrook Academy Preschool, the answer is yes. Our curriculum offers the perfect balance of learning and play. Our teachers personalize that experience for each child through engaging activities that develop the skills they need to be ready for what comes next. Attend a Chesterbrook Academy open house on Saturday, March 21st from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. To find a preschool near you, click the banner or visit chesterbrookacademy.com. That's chesterbrookacademy.com. CRN crew talks TV from 2000 to now with pilot and season premiere episodes, finishing finales, and season passes as well. Now get ready to change the channel with your remote control as we bring you the latest and greatest in the world of television. All from the Geekcast Radio Network, we are all remote controlled. We interrupt our scheduled programming to bring you this breaking news. Hello and welcome to Remote Control here on the GeekCast Radio Network and This Week in Geek. And this is the 11th Season Pass episode. I am, of course, TF2 and Mike, and joining me is Ryan and even Flo Merkley. Hello, sir. Hello. And we're going to be Breaking Bad for the final time for a while. We are going to finish Breaking Bad. We are going to finish Season 4 and Season 5, but... And this show, you need to be in the right mindset to watch this show, people. <laughs> it takes a lot out of you. <laughs> I think I marathoned the first eight and a half episodes, and then I had to like wait three days before I watched the rest of the eighth episode through the 13th. Actually, no. I watched the rest of the eighth through the... 11th, and then I took two more days, and then I watched 12 and 13. <laughs> oh my god. 
So we are here to talk about season three. Season three is far superior to season two, I think. <laughs> yeah, three's when it started hitting, or was when it really started hitting its stride. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. So in this one, we've got thirteen episodes, uh, as per usual. For season three, some of the casts, we, well, we've got some cast additions here. Obviously, Jonathan Banks as Mike, uh, he's pretty much on the main roster at this point. Yeah, much more uh, regular, at least. Yeah, obviously, Gus is on the main roster as well. Uh, we've got um, the Salamanca characters. We've got Daniel Moncada as uh, Lionel Salamanca. Obviously, um, um, Mark Margolis is back as T.O., uh, I was surprised to see Badger and Skinny Pete this season. Like, I thought Badger was still up in California somewhere, cooling off. Like, I was really surprised to see them. Um, and part of it was a flashback figuring, you know, the whole point of the season for a couple of the characters, specifically Hank, was tracking down the RV. So they start the season off with giving us, a, you know, Jesse's side of getting the RV, which we didn't see in the very beginning part of the series. Yeah. Because Walt's like, here, here's the money, go get it done. And we see this whole party with, with, with Jesse and the money and the strip club and everything else, which I thought was pretty interesting that they... We just assumed showed us that. Yeah, yeah, like we just assumed that Jesse went paid the people to get the the thing and that's obviously not what happened. <laughs> um we've got Danny Treyu as Tortuga. Uh I another one that I was surprised to see again and again it's this is the season of flashbacks folks because we get the the RV flashback and then we get the flashback of Jesse and Jane going to the the museum. I was yep. like, I was not expect. I'm like, hey, it's Jane. What's she doing here? <laughs> no, she's not alive. Man. Yeah, I know. Obviously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, did you have a favorite new character that um, was introduced this season? Oof. Uh, I mean, I loved the twins. They're yeah. probably the most memorable, I would think. We also got, you know, that excellent introduction to them mm -hmm. and the season that's pretty iconic because, I mean, that drawing of Heisenberg, quote-unquote, when it's, you know, kind of a really not great picture of, Walt. you know, a yeah. blank face uh, that's become, you know, T-shirts and everything else. But... Mm -hmm. There was a pretty iconic opening sequence. Everybody, you know, dragging themselves towards this mm -hmm. area. Apparently, by the way, uh, it is actually real. The process of dragging yourself, I think if I remember right, uh, it's to uh, something that you desire. In their case, it was to find the person who had killed. Yeah. A member of their family mm -hmm. and yeah just yeah. yeah that was 
it was a weird sequence. I remember the first time I ever saw it, I thought, man, what am I watching? Is this the same show? Yeah, that's... Did, did I accidentally <laughs> click on the wrong thing on Netflix? Did I accidentally <laughs> look at Twin... Did I actually go to, go to Twin Peaks instead of Albuquerque? Like, what the hell? Much like Los Angeles to me. I knew I should have taken that left coin at Albuquerque. But it worked. Oh, yeah. It was definitely a good tone setter. I also like that, you know, this is the most straightforward we've had in terms of an opening. Like, there's no time stuff going on, there's no Mm -hmm. telling things out of order. Yeah, and it well, the... yeah. In the in in the opener, really you're right. Exciting. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, in in terms of the overall season too, there's certainly flashbacks and that kind of thing. We yeah. have uh, some major ones later on too, but for the most part, it's pretty straightforward, and that was kind of nice. Yeah, absolutely. Um... So we've got uh, we've got all these. Char- what really surprised me with some of the characters was specifically Tio. When they did a flashback for him and the brothers, yep. I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> I was like, "That was pretty friggin' cool." I thought that was pretty awesome because I was not expecting a flashback from the old man to see him slightly younger and actually able to get up out of the chair. Yeah, and see him speak, which mm. to this point, you know, he's been completely unable to. Yeah. And of course, as the show goes on, he's not able to either. But Right, right. I'm but, just saying that, yeah. yeah, now we know, you know, at one point he was all right. And mm. yeah, something happened and he's now confined to a wheelchair, so. Yep. So... Uh, starting out with the first episode, some of my notes include, well, now, Walt, money fires are not good, and wetting the cash won't work either. Yeah. I'm really wondering at that point, like, in the very first part of this episode, what his state of mind is with this, because... Well, he feels is he f- I mean, oh, Okay. You know, I mentioned this uh, last season. Mm-hmm. I love his sequence where he seemingly is trying to in his head while still talking to everybody in the gymnasium at his school he's Mm. trying to like justify everything i mean there's part of him that knows everything that happened is his fault Mm. and you know in addition to that he's dealing with he's he's going home to an empty house you know skylar's gone uh, with the kids and just you know she's waiting for him to leave and i don't know i can't he just <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. season is the season that like I, and I, like i said last episode you know i reserve the right to change my mind about when i want to fully you know, discredit Walt and not even this is the season that his true evil nature really like that whole thing in the gym. My note about the gym scene was he's just heartless. That's all it is. Well, he's trying to justify it, but he still has some guilt left at this point. Mm. And, you know, this season has the episode where really it's the last time he displays any real remorse or anything. Yeah. 
and that's it. Yeah, yeah. he just I don't know. I loved that scene by the way. Like as an actor, uh I really thought that sequence in the gymnasium though is when I think that's when I really fell in love with Cranston's <laughs> portrayal of Walter because yeah. he, he you really see every side of him just briefly. You know, mm-hmm. there is a side of him that feels bad. Then he's trying to tell this story that you know nobody in the gym listening can make sense of because mm-hmm. he's sort of partially admitting that it's his fault but he's trying to say you know oh these things happen yeah let's not blame the people involved or any, <laughs> you know he just yeah. it's just so awkward too it's very awkward um i still still cannot stand marie at this point um, her and Skylar's interaction and characters as sister, you're like, it's an utter lack of believability for me. Like every time the two of them interact and they try to show us that they are actually related to one another, I'm like, these are two strange women to each other. They don't know. Like, I don't get it. And I just, uh. And then later in the season, Marie gets on my nerves again, even more, in the hospital. That was just... Is it because they're minerals? (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, you had to say minerals. Now all I can think of is Randall. Animal, mineral, or vegetable? (laughs) Clerks, that's all I can think of. That's very random. (laughs) Yes. Um... Like, we didn't see Walt and Skyler getting a divorce coming. We knew that was coming. What I liked about close to the end yeah. of this episode is the character change-up. The character differences in Walt and Jesse. Their scenes at the end of this episode, oh my god, like, complete 180 for the two of them. Like, Jesse wants revenge for, for a combo. He wants to get those guys. Yeah, and obviously by the end of the season, uh, it's consumed him beyond the point of... Because Jesse, this season too, Jesse's moral code is on display. Yeah. And as he starts to shift and actually become kind of the morality for the season. So, I mean, you know, Combo was killed, and he was killed by a child. Mm -hmm. And we find out, you know, this is, I think... Uh, I'm pretty sure this is the first season where Jesse's kind of soft spot for kids mm-hmm. comes back again. I mean, we saw yeah, it we in... saw it in season one briefly with the the kid with the junky parents. Uh, we saw it then. Yeah, in season I think that was season two actually. Maybe, maybe okay. Season uh, two. In season one, it was more his brother, or yeah, his younger brother. He wanted to help him, and so he, you know, takes the hit from his not very good parents, yeah, <laughs> and gets himself kicked out again, uh, just to protect his younger brother. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we see it yet again, and to a certain extent, it's definitely a it's a weakness in this season because that combined with combo. I mean, we'll get to, into it later on, but yeah, yeah. He nearly gets himself killed. I mean. Well, again, and, and I'll bring this up as we go through these episodes, the thing of it is, is, as I said, here we see a complete character switch with the two of them. Yeah. 
And then we'll see another switch later with the two of them where it almost goes back to the way it was. Like, Walt is trying to save Jesse from doing something... Walt is all over the place when it comes to he and Jesse's friendship, business relationship, whatever the hell you want to call it, but uh, normally Walt is out to control Jesse any way he can. Normally Walt is using Jesse any way he can. But in this season, Walt looks at it and says, you're not a killer. You're not that person. So Walt, at this point... Not right now, as we're talking about episode one, but in this season of the show, he's pretty much willing to do anything to make sure that Jesse isn't the one that does the worst shit of the world, you know, the worst shit in the world. Yeah, I mean, we'll get into it. Let's just go Mm. episode by episode. Well, yeah, I know, I know, but But I'm I'm, I'm just saying that's the beginning of... Yeah, I have something to add at a specific point, is what I'm saying. Okay. Um... You know, the second episode of the season is Walter still trying to kind of adjust again. And yeah, you're right. I mean, they continue kind of, he and Jesse continue kind of shifting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also get our first appearance of Saul, I believe, in the second episode uh, yep. when he returns because he just wants the, Saul wants the money to come back again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Walter at this point still has no intention of cooking meth again. Yeah. But I mean uh it's again it's weird cuz he actually is showing some level of remorse. He's already lost his family at this point, et cetera, et cetera, but I don't know. He's yeah. still a <laughs> is he a really bad guy at that point in the season? I but don't know. Episode two, no. Episode no episode two, no. By the time episode eight, yeah. nine, and ten roll around, yes, he's a bad guy. And having but... said that, I mean <laughs> in two he continues to kind of lose control. He had to blow up with the police officer. With the cop, which, yep. Uh is stupid for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. Especially when, you know, you're a meth kingpin. Yeah. <laughs> or you were. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I like the side angle in this episode about Jesse going to buy his old house. Yeah. I, 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 I think it's a secret that uh, I'm not a big fan of his parents because I think they're judgmental. Obviously. Who seemingly didn't help him. But anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah I liked that. <laughs> I like Jesse's arc the whole season at this point. I mean, it, it gets a little dark there at the end, but like I said, we'll talk about it as we go through these. But I like Jesse's arc this whole season because he, number one, gets clean. Number two, goes and does anonymous buy of his old house and doesn't even tell his parents until he actually has the keys, goes in and shuts the door in their face. Yeah, which was great, by the way. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. Um, as we get more through through episode two here, the, the family dynamic with the Whites is just, the Whites and the Schraders is just crazy weird in this episode. It's just so nuts. Um, I mean, the... Schraders know something is going on. 
they don't really know what. And Bree is not somebody who can let not knowing something go. Mm-hmm. You know, she's got to know everything going on with everybody. She's nosy, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, she's uh, a she's a um, desperate housewife of Albuquerque. Yeah, Hank is pretty consumed with his work, trying to track down this Heisenberg. Yeah, and so yeah, I mean, he doesn't have a whole lot of time to help. You know, his brother-in-law with all this crazy stuff that's going on with him, so... Yeah. Uh, as episode three, uh, episode two kind of comes to an end here, uh, Mike rules. The, there's no... <laughs> anytime that guy's on, on screen, I absolutely love it. Oh, yeah. And, Mike and was then... a great character that came out of nowhere for them. Yep. And holy shit, we found out Mike doesn't work for Saul. Mike works for Gus. Yeah. <laughs> and Walter has no clue how close to death he was. <laughs> that whole scene with him in the shower and the two brothers in the house. Oh my god. <laughs> See, and that's the thing. I think they. I feel like they learned from season. I was going to get into this later. I'll get into it now because the that sequence was great too. But mm. the thing that they do really well this season is tension and if you remember we were talking about the episode with Tuco where Walt and Jesse are kidnapped and spending time stuck in the cabin with him right that whole scene it's really uncomfortable and you're just waiting for Tuco to snap and kill Walt and Jesse because mm-hmm. <laughs> it feels like it's inevitable and that kind of thing and there's this tension that you can't turn away you just want to watch it and it's something they seem to have learned because they use it really well this season. And yeah, that was a great. The twins are set up so well in this that you know, there's something the... terrifying about them. It's the skull head shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, though, these two actors, whoever they are, you put some white dreadlocks on them, I swear they're the twins from Matrix Reloaded. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> yeah, only they're actually scary. And Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, episode three, we kick it off with Tortuga's death. Yep. So there's that. Which, uh, man, talk about characters I wasn't expecting to see flashbacks of. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, this is all... Season 3, I know most everyone cringes when they hear the term flashback. Yeah. You know, but Breaking Bad does it great, does it very well. In 13 episodes, they've managed to fill in every story gap that we may have had for Season 1 and Season 2. So, absolutely. Uh, Let's see what else here for Episode 3. Well, I mean, Jesse's moved back, and he wants to get back to cooking meth. Mm-hmm. And Walter's still not in a place just because, I mean, oof, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We don't know where Walter's at in terms well, of his head. Is it just me, or is Walt with his daughter in his arms kind of creepy? Oh, yeah, Walt is super oh, creepy. Oh, my God. And then Jesse... When he's at his house, because he's got the house back, as we already said, 
all he wants is Jane, and she and he keeps calling her her voicemail over and over and over again until obviously the number gets disconnected. Um, uh, yeah. Let's see. <laughs> yeah. uh, the ending to this one has a new family dynamic, but instead of being weird, it's just creepy as all hell. The ending to this episode, I was like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> Who the fuck are these weird-ass people? <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, I don't know. And, uh, <laughs> this show, this show is nuts. But it's good nuts. There's sort of a groundedness to it all, so... Uh-huh. I mean, you know, we find out that... So this was the point, too, where we find out that, you know, talking about Walt being creepy, we'll get some super creepy stuff with him a little later, but it's because, you know, Skylar sleeps with Ted at this point. Yep. Uh, the family dynamic is busted up big time. So, I mean, she tells Walt at the end of season... Or season at the end of episode mm-hmm. three, episode four, uh, Walt <laughs> goes to confront Ted and goes to his work. Yeah. Oh man! And luckily, you know, Mike intervenes again, so we get some more of Mike. Luckily, and luckily, um, Walter—the only thing Walter was able to break was the damn pot. Yeah, it was the plant. <laughs> it was the Mike. plant. Uh, I mean, we're talking about like, awkward Walt moments. There's quite a few, but that was another one. Uh, that that was worse. one. And then after that scene, it's where he is attacking Saul. Like, wow, Walt, you're just really going off the deep end. Um, yep. uh, you know, we've got three scenes in a row here where Walt, we see his character go more and more evil. We got Breaking the Potted Plant, Attacking Saul... And then nearly sexually molesting the school, the the, the fellow school yeah, employee. But now yeah, you're at, yeah, no, that's exactly what I was referring to. <laughs> a little later, when I said a little later in this episode, he gets creepier, and that's yeah. because you know he's trying to get back at Skylar. So I'm gonna sleep mm-hmm. with somebody I work with, and holy cow, does he come off like a? Uh-huh. It's so creepy, and. You know, Jesse meets him and wants him to get back to work with him, but mm-hmm. I don't. <laughs> oh yeah, yo, Walt still. I don't yeah, know. again, well, I don't know. Walt where is Walt just. Said <laughs> I don't think we're gonna know. Like Walt is just pure evil at this point. I he's there is no turning back for Walt. Yes, he doesn't want to cook yet. He's not at that point, even though Jesse wants to cook because Jesse wants to make the money and all that, but. Once Walt gets back to the point of wanting to cook, the dude is just pure fucking evil. That's all there is to it. It just yeah. really is. Um, let's the see other what else. big thing in this episode was uh, Hank, after it looked like he was going to leave, mm-hmm. uh, he was going to transfer back, that kind of thing, he gets a lead again. Uh, because yeah. Jesse tried to exchange meth for gas. Yeah. Uh, which kids, you know, don't do that. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> you're, you're, you're Jesse. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and I love how he's he's basically trying to come on to this chick. <laughs> it's just, oh my god. 
Before we get to Hank trying to figure out the, the angles of the ATM camera, right um, right after the Skylar and Ted scene, the dude's name was Mel. My first thought was Mel Blank? What the hell? <laughs> and I love Saul. Oh, no, we're close. Well, hi there. <laughs> yeah. I love Saul. <sighs> and... And Jesse again. At first, when he was season one dumb Jesse, I really hated him using the term bitch. But where's the other half, bitch? Like, just when he's going off against Walt, I think that's just great. Jesse's use of the word bitch is excellent. It is, yes. Um, just the way, different way he, different inflections he uses on it. The word is a horrible word, obviously, but just the way that this character uses it. But he it, makes it, it beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so, you know, you mentioned earlier about Hank and his storyline. He does not want to go to Texas. No. At all. No. And to the point of, uh, without, you know, this lead, which in the end he's right to follow up on. Right. But without this lead, I really wonder what would have happened. Mm-hmm. I still don't think he would have gone because, yeah, he really doesn't want to go. And, yeah, he's still dealing with PTSD heavily. Mm-hmm. And we see, and then it's the next episode, too, that is what, um, to just get into it. But, yeah, his, mm-hmm. but Marie is concerned with him. And we see that in the next episode because she's figured out that there's something. Something he's not wrong. all there. Yeah. He's hurting pretty badly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, decides to cook meth. I mean, that's the most notable part of the. Yeah. So we get the two. Yeah. So season three, episode five, we get the opening with the flashback to how they got the RV. Yep. Uh, we get the continuation of the rift between Walt and Jesse, and the rift. Yep. The rift opens up like the Grand Fucking Canyon. <laughs> And we see I mean, the Super Lab for the first time, too, which is great. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, we see the Super Lab. Um, uh, so Hank's investigation continues. So, I mean, that's why we saw the flashback mm-hmm. to the RV, because right. this is the episode Hank links the two of them. Yeah, absolutely. Links the RV to the meth cooking and to Jesse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So we see the new lab. We get another Marie moment. Oh, God. We get the Marie moment before we see the new lab. But when she is talking to Skylar on the phone because she's babysitting... Uh, uh, oh, God, what's the I daughter's know. What's name? What's the daughter's name? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not Harley. It's... Uh, oh, Holly. Okay. Yes, Holly. Harley. That's my cat. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. So in the scene where Marie is babysitting, she's trying to pay attention to Holly and trying to pay attention to Skylar, and she fails at both. And everything she is saying to Skylar just comes off as like, like Mrs. Bates hotel type creepiness to me. I don't. The more and more I see of Marie, the less and less I care for the character. And she's not even annoying anymore. Again, all the characters that I felt were annoying in the first two seasons, they've kind of gone creepy at this point. And it's just weird. Um, 
So Skyler finds the finds the money uh, and goes to the attorney, and all that stuff happens. The episode ends with um, Jesse and Combo, which I thought was great. I really thought that was nice. I thought that was a nice little ending for the episode. Jesse's not a, you know, we'll get into this probably later, as in next season or so. Yeah. He's not a bad guy. He genuinely cares about people Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. And we see it again with uh, a little later this year, too. We've got Andrea and her brother that Jesse absolutely loves. Uh, Yeah. Uh, poor Jesse. So, anyway. <laughs> Jesse is, like, look. By the way, we get one of my absolute favorite uses of the word bitch in episode six. Uh, <laughs> this, this is my own private domicile, and I will not be harassed. Bitch. <laughs> yeah. That's when uh, when Jesse and Walter in the... Um... Which was another one of those, in the RV, which is another in... one of those great... Uh, yeah. tension building scenes because we're just waiting for Hank to yep. bust in and learn everything. Yep. Yep. And then how, by the way, how they keep him out, that's low for a yeah. When, you know, he calls the hospital and uses the... Uh, he uses uh, Saul's uses secretary. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he uses Marie yeah. uh, being Hurt. seriously injured or yeah. worse to get hank to go away yeah that that was very very again showing the fact that walt is pure evil incarnate at this yeah, point and he's getting worse i mean he, oh yeah. this is a family member that he's done this one two this is my own private domicile and i will not be harassed bitch now Can... hank's rough uh episode continues because i mean unbeknownst to him the cousins find out that Hank is the one that killed Tuco. Uh, so we know that's not going to go very well. And I mean, Gus wants Walter alive at this point. Yeah. And so, yeah, he sticks them on on poor Hank. Seems a rough episode without really knowing what's going on. Yeah, I mean, episode six is the start of, you know... As I said earlier, in like episode two and three, where we see the 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 start of the rift between Walt and Jesse, and then episode six pretty much takes the entire show to a whole new level with every part of the story, and it's just getting so damn good. And as I said when we did the very first episode of this Breaking Bad uh, spotlight here on Remote Control, I was going to get over my whole thing about oh why is this parent cooking meth and everything else because at this point it's (laughs) my reservations about it was like you know because i as i said in in the very first episode that we did you know i was a dare kid you know drug abuse resistance education damn it and it's just one of those things but now it's like walt is so far gone that it doesn't even matter. And I almost think... Now, did they mention to this point, or is it mentioned later in Season 3 that he's in remission, or was that Season 2? No, it's Season 3. Okay. Uh... I don't know if it's happened yet, because what I found interesting for the, through the first six episodes was that 
Walt is doing all this evil, evil crap, and they don't even mention that he's still sick. And he doesn't even have the cough anymore either in the the first like he doesn't have those moments anymore so far in season three through the first six episodes where he either breaks down and coughs for twenty minutes or whatever. He doesn't have that at all anymore. So yeah, it's signs. I mean, and this is all deliberate. It was signs that he is getting mm-hmm. better and improving, but. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, to be fair, get, going into remission, that sort of thing, doesn't mean that he's rid of it. I mean, well, he was no, with, I know, but I'm no, saying, I that, saying. I'm, <sighs> but I'm just adding to that that yeah, he still he still has cancer, but the cancer yeah. is in remission, and I didn't, I wasn't sure if they were going to ever, because we've seen how evil Walt gets, and we're only we've only discussed through the first six of the thirteen episodes here, so. My thinking was, did they, and I don't, you know, I'm not trying to insult the writing team or Vince Gilligan or anybody that worked on the show, but my thought was, because sometimes this happens in television, did they forget that he has cancer? And then obviously not, because, obviously not, because they bring up the whole remission thing later. Yeah, no, that was intentional. And I mean, uh, I wonder too, if the part of the story, I said this before, that the entire story of Breaking Bad is that Walt was the cancer. Mm-hmm. And we see his horrible effect on the lives of everyone around him. Right. And I'm curious if it's intentional that as he does more and more terrible things, we see him, you know, not showing the signs of cancer so much. Because that's he is the... Yeah, yeah because, because he is the cancer. Insinuating more and more heavily. Yeah. So, I don't know, it's one of those things that I've always wondered. You know, you flash, you know, for us, you take us and flash back to season one. When I, you'll you'll correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think you had said at one point in the season one episode that um, Walt is technically supposed to be the protagonist of the series, at least in the first season. Yeah, it seems that way. You know, (laughs) and... You know, in the first season, Jesse is supposedly supposed to be the antagonist. By the third season, that's completely flipped, and Jesse is the protagonist of the entire series yeah, at this just point. Kind of like a scumbaggy <laughs> drug dealer, yeah, is not very likable. But he has a conscience, and he has qualities that are that are likable. Like yeah. he's not going to sell to kids. He's yeah. Yeah, and he sort of slowly gains more of a conscience, and mm-hmm. of course, Walter loses his. So, yeah, pretty much. Assuming he had one in the first place, but back mm. to Jesse. Yeah. Uh, so we mentioned Hank's rough episodes. Well, Jesse has a rough one here as he gets the crap beat out of him in mm. episode seven. By Hank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this is the episode where it was the old man, uh, uh, Tio, yep. as a younger version of himself with the two brothers. Like, I was not expecting him to... to no, I was confused oh. by it initially, and then I realized, yeah. oh, man, this is, yeah. Yeah. No, I remember how I felt watching that. That was another one of those moments where I thought, oh, wow, you know, this is... Did I turn on the wrong show? But, <laughs> I mean, obviously not, but it just... Yeah. Uh, and I, so, so after Hank attacks Jesse... We get that traditional show hospital scene, but Jesse's attitude towards Walt—I—it's so refreshing. I love it. He's just going off on him. 
I ju- he's standing up for himself against you know he's not going to let Walter just use him and then at the end of it you're my free pass bitch yeah <laughs> <sighs> and I mean the obvious other thing to take away from this episode is Hank because I mean we finally and... see the cousins mm-hmm. you know they jump him Hank gets an anonymous call uh, uh. which. Uh, I remember watching it and thinking, you know, well, Gus called, called the brothers, him yeah, to tip him off because he doesn't really, well, he doesn't like the cousins, uh, mm-hmm. which is all accurate and just, yeah. Oh man, so Breaking Bad doesn't have a whole lot of pure sort of action or fight scenes, but when they do it, man, it was. That was exciting. The that was very exciting. Their attack on Hank, and it was well done. Yep. They don't turn him into a super duper action hero who can, you know, take him on with both hands or anything. I mean, he barely survives by the skin of his teeth. And I mean, luckily he, yeah. you know, got a hold of the gun at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or Hank Schrader. Yeah, Hank Schrader is not Walker Texas Ranger here, folks. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, and I mean, luckily, you know, he was able to use his vehicle as a weapon as oh, well. Oh, that, oh my god, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> that was, um, so that was. shot a number yeah, of times. number of times, yep. Uh, which leads to, of course, in the next episode, we open with Jesse's leaving the hospital and Hank gets admitted. Uh-huh. And I, I have to say this. If they, this was, when was this? This was Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad. This was, one minute was May 2nd, 2010 that this aired. So this aired two two years after a certain movie came out. If they didn't have Aaron Eckhart playing Harvey Dent Two-Face in The Dark Knight, Jesse could have done it. Because, oh my god, I swear, as soon as I saw Jesse... (laughs) In, in in episode eight here, I'm like, damn, dude, you you're really marking up for the for the role of Two Face, aren't you? Because oh my god, the way his face looks when he's out in the in the wheelchair, I'm like, damn, Harvey didn't want to be. <sighs> Sometimes you live long enough to see yourself become the villain, bitch. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I really want Aaron Paul to do that line now. <laughs> Oh my god, that would be so hilarious. So this episode, I didn't have a whole lot of notes for episode 8, but um, Hank gets the hospital clinging to life, and finally Marie actually has character depth until it goes away later. Um, And money laundry with Jesse. Well, I mean, Jesse (laughs) has to, yeah, is trying to work without Walt at this point. Mm -hmm. Um... And yeah, he's you know Walter is spending more and more time away with Hank at the hospital because yet again Walt has some idea that oh crap I'm responsible for this which he is. Mm-hmm. And this was also the one you mentioned this I think last time we recorded. Uh, this is also the episode where you have the sequence uh, with one of the cousins in the hospital who gets up, you know, while they're working on him and he crawls towards Walter. Yeah. You know, leaving a trail of blood behind from his 
yep. wrecked lower half. Yeah, that. Was, oh yeah, that wasn't creepy or that was very creepy. Scary that, at all? Yeah, that was very creepy. That was yeah. Oh my god. Was, oh. Uh, the whole thing with Hank's flowers in episode eight. That just. <laughs> Episode 9. Uh, I have three notes for episode 9. Jesus Walt, Jesse peddling to the group, and gambling. Uh, really? Uh, gambling? Really? Come on! But seriously, Jesse peddling to the group. That's not... Uh, you went eight episodes, Jesse, where I was really rooting for you, and then you kind of backslid just a little bit there. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's that, and then... I don't, I don't know what's up with Walters, you know, trying to give Gus some freebie meth. That's how this sort of starts, right? And yeah. Just yeah. figures out that, well, if we're gonna make so much extra, I'm gonna do something with it. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Um. Now, when we get to episode ten, you're gonna have to sing episode episodes ten praises because I lost my shit with episode ten. I have two so, notes. I don't know, wait, I, I have two notes here. They wrote a whole episode about dealing with a fly. Really? I do like, and I, I, I do admit this, this is great acting on Cranston's part in the very beginning, but I just cannot take this episode seriously. Go ahead. All right, so I, first of all, it <laughs> should be noted, uh, this is one of two episodes that Ryan Johnson directed. Mm-hmm. And the second one is, uh, sorry, three episodes. Uh, the last one he did was Ozymandias, which is one of the final episodes, but it's also one of the absolute best hours of television I've ever watched in my entire life. He's really good, and he's directing episode eight of Star Wars. Uh, his stock rose big time after Breaking Bad. Right, And a lot of that is because he directed the episodes that either a lot happens in or really different. Well, this is a really different episode. Very reason, different. You know, and I understand that this is a super polarizing episode. There's an awful lot of people that hate it. There's a lot of people that love it. I like it because it really shows all of the changes in Walter in one episode where... He. This is the last time he tries to show any sort of remorse, yeah. and he comes really close to telling De- uh, telling Jesse that he witnessed her death, and that yeah, you know, he could have done something, but doesn't. Yeah, and so uh, I liked that Walter is really losing control and he's trying to control the one thing he can which is his lab and contamination and his work and this is kind of the last bit of Walt in a lot of ways he's pretty much Heisenberg after this for good Yep. so I know I liked that Uh, I loved the tension of I honestly thought Walter was going to tell Jesse about Jane yeah I yeah, I obviously he does later, but yeah. And then the other I, important thing to note from this is Jesse cooks without Walt. Yeah. For the first time in a long time. Yeah. And he's really good at it, but of course Walter being Walter is never going to 
never gonna yeah exactly which is more of his control um it's more of walter's control by yeah telling him that like well your stuff is crap you can't do this without me well the the thing of it is is it's more of walt's control but it's more of jesse character jesse's character who has learned the past to see like when we first met jesse there was no chemically pure meth. It was the traditional way to make meth and everything else and in a house, no masks, no nothing, whatever else. And now we're at a point where they're in this giant underground lab with all these machines and everything proper to do it right, to do it the Walt way. And and Jesse is doing that. And yet Walt just can't even fathom that Jesse could do this on his own without him. That, I mean, again, you know, part of control as well as uh, Walt is... Walt needs to be the best at it. Yeah. Uh, And then, yeah, just... He needs to be the best. He wants to control Jesse. And then Jesse is desperate for the approval he never had you know a good father figure he's desperate for the approval of somebody who is his father figure which you know unfortunately for him right now is walt yeah by the time episode 11 begins hey look it's jesse and jane oh damn it (laughs) Um, she's still gone yeah i know uh i I think it's interesting to see Badger and Pete back, and it's interesting to see them be the conscious of Je- like Jesse wants to sell to the group, and the reason why he wants to do that is because on the streets ain't nothing selling, and the fact that you have Badger and Pete being the consciousness of the three of them, <laughs> that's. <laughs> Because, again, you flash back to season one or season two, neither one of those characters could have been the conscience back then. Yeah, and I mean, Gus, uh, at this point, controls the streets, which is why this stuff's not selling. Yeah. And, you know, Combo, the last time he was out there selling, he got killed. So, you can't uh, imagine Badger and Skitty Pete, by the way, are super eager to try to sell in any area that Gus's people are, for obvious reasons. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just, <laughs> oh, Jesse, <laughs> he makes some bad decisions here. He uh, does. Walter continue, you know, Walt has some bad decisions as he lets, I mean, he lets Skylar, uh, get involved with the business. The money laundering part, yeah. Yeah, and it should be noted that, again, partially from guilt, because Skylar also at this point knows everything about Walt's activities. She feels guilty about Hank because she's aware it's because of Walter, as Walter is aware it's because of him. Mm -hmm. So they're paying for the bills of... Hank. Yeah, because uh, Hank's insurance won't cover everything. Right. And so, yeah, they continue to become more involved in episode 11. Uh, she, <laughs> I really liked any time she interacted with Saul. 
Oh, yeah. She's one of the only characters who sees right through all of his kind of flim-flam BS. <laughs> and so yeah. it was actually kind of fun anytime they did interact. And then Saul's basically scared of her because, yeah, she can see right through him. But, yeah, they get... Uh, Saul tries to come up with all the ideas for money laundering, which, to be <laughs> fair, Skylar's right. They were pretty much all terrible. Yeah, they are. I like her idea of the car wash was the best one, but what was it? Oh, yeah, one of his was the laser tag. Yeah. I don't, I don't not know exa- why, but I Well, I think... Of, of meth money laundering through laser tag. Funny. <laughs> I think the other reason at this point in this episode, at this point of this part of the story of the season, I think the other reason why he brought up the laser tag was because Jesse was on the run. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And he had to find a way to get Walt and Jesse back together. And that was, you know, that was one of the reasons why they went to the laser tag. Um, I find... Uh, I find a lot of stuff about season three weird. I've already said this multiple times. Another weird scene for me was the scene at Gus's house. I was not expecting... like. Gus is supposed to be this this mysterious benefactor. He's you know yep. he's not supposed to be a traditional character, a traditional evil character in the sense of you go to the guy's house and have dinner with him. Gus is just really put together. Like there's yeah. something he he's doing the same stuff Walter does, but. Uh, man, I just, I don't know how to say this properly, but there's just, there's not a maliciousness or evil to him. He just kind of does it, you know, quietly. He doesn't need a lot of attention or to be the best or whatever. He just goes about his business. You know, he doesn't like the cartel for reasons that at this point we're not hopefully aware of. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. I mean, I liked our well. I like Gus. I think we all know why I used the the past yeah. tense with him. Yeah, there's just yeah. There's something about him that he's scary at the same time because he is all business and that kind of thing. He's basically the complete opposite of Walter. He's very controlled. He's very businesslike. He's uh-huh. in control of everything at all times, and he just exudes that kind of presence. And Walt, yeah, ex- Walt exudes kind of the opposite, and he's rarely in control. He just kind of rolls with the punches really well. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the dinner scene uh, worked well. Um, the scene worked well, just but just yeah. the fact of going to Gus's uh, like I was he's not like I said before he's not a character. The way this show is set up, Gus is supposed to be this. I can't believe I have to make this joke, but he's supposed to be this international man of mystery. You know, <laughs> we don't need to see the inside of Austin Powers' house, people. I'm okay with it. I feel like it added something to him to do this. And then in it, addition it did. In addition to that, I mean, you get uh so you go home with Gus here and he gives Walter some advice, which of course Walt doesn't take. No. And then the, it ties in well to the next episode. 
yeah. because Mike very much gives Walt the same advice. Fairly, yeah, pretty similar advice. Walt does actually sort of take Mike's advice, but obviously in the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah. Because instead of, you know, taking it and deciding, yeah, you know what, I'm going to, you know, work for work for Gus, be a you know, better employee, that kind of thing. Instead, he goes the absolute other direction, as we'll uh, talk about. But, yeah, so he gets, well, you know, again, it's Walt's ego. He knows better than Gus. He knows better than anybody. Than yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so episode 12, I thought, had an interesting t- start to it. I thought that was really cool. The start of episode 12. Um... I'm really hating that kid more and more. But thankfully, Jesse is doing some gum showing the kid on the bike. Oh, Tomas. Yeah. Oh, so this my is God. when, yeah, uh, er, you know, Tomas is Andrea's brother. Mm-hmm. Andrea is somebody he met at uh, rehab and has kind of yeah. hit it out, off with. Um, oh, God. I hate. All right. So. Spoiler alert, I hate talking about Andrea because her fate just gutted me. I wasn't expecting it at all, mostly because even I thought this show couldn't be that evil, but sure enough, it was. Yeah, it was. Oh, God. I mean, you know, she just gets shot in the back of the head and drops like a sack of potatoes out of nowhere. Ah. God, yeah. I hated. I hated Todd. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm getting way off ahead of myself yeah. and off track. So yeah, I didn't like the kid either. By the way, there was part of me that was like, "Oh man, hope Jesse puts out a hit on that kid." But, <laughs> but no, I mean it's Gus's fault. And actually, you know, again, going back to what I was saying about Gus, that he's in mm-hmm. control and that kind of thing. So we get the meeting. And, yeah. you know, Jesse's kind of laying down the line. And Gus, I think, is legitimately unhappy when he finds out they were using kids. Like, again, I don't think Gus is... Gus is a better person than I think Walter is, despite the fact, you know, well, he's still an evil drug lord. Gus is an evil drug lord, but Gus is an evil drug lord with standards. Yeah. no you're right like there's all these controls and these things in place and there are these lines that i don't think gus would cross that walter does yeah absolutely and yeah it just that whole meeting i came away with you know more respect for for gus yeah and thinking like oh you know gus is you know a scumbag Scumbag drug dealer, but he's not so bad. Yeah. Um, we go back to the lab. Now they have said before in this season they wonder if Gus has the place bugged, whether it's camera bugged. We don't see the cameras yet. Well, that'll happen eventually and <laughs> later. But what I'm saying is this is the start of them, Walton Jesse, wondering if. The place is bugged. So Jesse's like, you need to go get a beer with me. And Walt's like, there's no way I'm going to get a beer with you. (laughs) You need to come get a drink with me because Jesse wants to tell him something. 
And that's where we get the revelation of Combo and, and everything else. And Jesse's yeah. plan to enact the revenge. <sighs> Ryzen Part 2. Really? Seriously? Come on, Jesse. You're smarter than this, dude. Ryzen, but anyway. Ryzen, whatever. It's good stuff. No, it's... it's Shut up. my coffee every morning. <laughs> Shut up. It's delicious. No, anyway. You're, you're an ass, dude. I try. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the... Yeah, we get all this. So, I mean, Jesse finds out that they're going to kill the kid, which yep. is interesting because, uh, I don't know, just... Ugh. <laughs> what? There's a lot of child killing in this show. Y- yeah, there is. What can I say? You know? Yeah, it's not good <laughs> at all. Oh, man. So before we get to the explosive, to say it the least, finale, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, Hank is out of hospital. Oh, was this the episode or is it episode 13? This was episode 12 is when he got out, right? I thought so, yeah. Okay, because uh, this is another one where it's like, oh my god. Well, I thought so, but I mean, I watched it. And yeah, this is the episode where he gets out. He gets out of the hospital, but he gets out of the hospital basically on a bet from <laughs> him and his wife. And this is another one of those scenes where I'm like, she's going just way too far. Like, he's completely uncomfortable with this. And I, I just... Wow. If you ever want to get a guy to do anything, a hand job is a great incentive. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was weird. Uh, that was really weird. Again, though, it, was, it did everything that the writers intended the scene to. Yeah. And the actors all thought it was hilarious. So, yeah. the, um, so we get... You know, the situation with Walt and Gus and Jesse and all that, you know, and the whole gang thing and Gus's workers, the whole thing blows up even more yep. with Tomas's death. Yeah. And then, you know, Walt has to kill the two, uh, dr- the two drug dealers that were working for Gus because Jesse's going to actually go kill them. And, Wal- and this is what I was talking about earlier, where... Walt does everything he possibly can to save Jesse from doing these horrible things. And Walt, once again, runs over somebody with his car. And I don't think Jesse's doing this out of a desire... Or Jesse, let's try that again. I don't think Walt's doing it out of a desire to help Jesse. I think that that's just... I don't know. He is... uh, I... It's still, he wants to control Jesse, I think, to a certain extent. I think he's worried about getting found out and that kind of thing. And I don't know if at this point he's looking to stick it to guts Hmm. or not. I certainly think it's possible. Uh, But, you know, I mentioned that the show doesn't do a lot of action sequences. This is a, a quick one, but holy cow. I was not expecting at all. I mean, the Aztec just comes out of nowhere, absolutely plows over the guys, which, uh, man, if you're interested in stunts and coordination and that sort of thing, A, you should listen to the podcast 
for this episode because they go into detail about it and b holy cow did they do a great work uh when you do kind of scene by scene if you've got the blu-rays or if you're watching it digitally uh it's great stunt work because it looks really good especially for a fairly low budget television show and jeez i mean (laughs) walt in this scene so he plows over the two guys and then he just kind of like well you know gets out of his car takes one of the guns and shoots the other the guy who survived in the head yeah shoots the guy in the head turns to jesse run run (laughs) that was a great i mean try to watch that episode and not watch the next one immediately after I start well. I, I only started season four, episode one, just so I could have it pulled up in my Netflix queue immediately. Um, and I've watched through por- a portion of it, so I'm not going to talk too much about it here, obviously, because we'll do our season four thing in a in a little while. But uh, yeah, the ending to episode twelve with run was like, oh my god. And then we get. I took normally. I, I take notes every episode. I don't know what it was about episode thirteen of season three. I took no notes. <laughs> it's not that that's a bad thing, but I guess I was just enjoying the episode for what it was. Twelve and thirteen, uh, you know, half measure and then full measure. Obviously, yeah. references to Mike's story to Walter. Yeah. Uh, which again, uh, anytime we added backstory to Mike. He was such a good character. Yeah. Loved hearing from him and everything. And, you know, he's another one that a lot of the, well, I mean, a lot of the extra characters, Saul, Mike, Gus, they all work really well. And we enjoy any time we see him. And so, heading into episode 13, one of the characters we haven't mentioned at all is Gale. Yeah. Who was added to replace Walter. No, he was added to replace Jesse. Well, originally, but he ends up replacing Walt. And, you know... (laughs) So, Walter has killed the two dealers in retaliation for... Jesse was going to kill them for killing Tomas. Don't worry, Andrea still has Brock, so, I mean, she's got other kids around. No, anyway. Um, (laughs) Oh, dude! That one's her kid, at least. (laughs) That's just not... Oh, her brother... His brother was a bad seed, anyway. Oh, God. So, uh, Jesse, at this point, is a wanted man. Yep. (laughs) Uh, And Gus wants... Gus has had enough of Walter. I'm really curious if... I don't think Gus would have had Jesse killed. I'm really curious about that. Uh, I think he Gus is a smart enough guy to know that Walt's at the heart of this. I also think Mike at this point already kind of has a soft spot for Jesse. We see more of that next season. Yeah, I think Mike's soft spot for Jesse started when he cleaned up the apartment after Jane's yeah. death. And, I, yeah. That was the beginning of him, obviously, because that was Mike's debut. But as you're right, as as Mike and Jesse go through... Mike's fatherly, grandfatherly type attitude towards the kid, yeah, it it gets better. Yeah, and so, you know, here we've got, because of all this, uh, Walter has Jesse holding Gale at gunpoint, because Walt knows Gale is the replacement for him. 
Yep. And so long as Gale is alive, there's the possibility that Walt gets just replaced. Yep. Well, <laughs> that uh, didn't really happen. No, quite I mean, the we way... end the episode with the gunshot. Uh, yeah. as it kind of fades to black. And... <laughs> All I can think of is who shot Gale? Who shot well, JR? We we <laughs> well, yeah, we saw Jesse, yeah. but I. Was... <laughs> oh. So, yeah, season three. Wow. Um. <laughs> and this was when everything started to come together for the show. And, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Brian Cranston uh, won yet another award for, and he was amazing in this year. Although, having said that, I'd say he was actually better in season four. We'll get to that when it happens. Well, um, yeah, but, but there, I, I think Aaron, the reason why he gets better in season four and then obviously season five is, again, the the character depths of hell yeah. that the writers and the creators throw Walt. I mean, they basically yeah. throw him into the fires of hell as far as his character goes because he is, as I've said already in this podcast, he is basically evil incarnate at this but, point. Yeah, and it seems like all the leads come together, though. I mean, so Jesse, or Jesse, wow. <laughs> wow, uh, Aaron Paul uh, won, you know, best uh, supporting actor in a drama series for the right. first time here and he was you know i don't know when the series opened if you had told me that aaron paul would win awards and that the character would have you know an insane story arc and a lot of depth to him i would have said you were nuts uh but no this series really put it together and then we have giancarlo esposito as gus who just mm-hmm. knocked it out of the park as well too because there's just something, you know, he has everything to him. He seems so controlled and everything else. One thing I forgot to mention is because of that, he just seems so creepy at the same time, especially when he's angry. Oh, yeah. He's so reserved. And there's something so much scarier about a guy who you know is angry enough to kill you, but he's still talking to you calmly versus just yelling at you. Yeah. It's pretty much everybody's best. Everybody starts starts hitting their stride here. Oh yeah, absolutely. And Dean Norris too, as yeah. Hank. They you know they give him an awful lot more to do, and he continues his path of you know he's got the PTSD from seeing everybody killed in El Paso. He's, he's got his investigation on on Walt and yeah, well on Heisenberg, I should say. Yes. And see, this was the season I thought Walt started doing the whole WW thing. Because this was the season... Wasn't, wasn't there part of this season where they mentioned Walt Whitman? Yeah, this was the... Uh, yeah, and that's where that's where I thought Walt well, got Ga- the... It's, one, it's a gift from Gale. That's right, that's the, what it is. It's got the, to my, you know, bright light, my shining star, WW. That's right. That's and it's a reference is. to Walt Whitman, but of course the note is to Walter White. And, yeah. uh, geez, see, this time I almost used the actor name. Uh, Hank, <laughs> uh, Hank has the discussion with him, you know, mm-hmm. Walter White, and, you know, he does the whole, you got me. 
Yeah. You know, and of course we as the audience know that yeah, that's actually yeah. accurate. Yeah, that's actually accurate. And doesn't that game continue on into season four with the WW? Doesn't doesn't Walt kind of throw that in Hank's face? A bit, but of course it's season five where it becomes really important where he finds the book because again Walt is an egomaniac Walt has a tendency to keep things from everybody he kills yeah and you know there was that from from Gale yeah oh poor Gale Gale was an odd character too should quickly talk about him and that is just that he was an odd sort man he seemed really cheerful with the whole (laughs) cooking math and yeah, you know what he reminds me of. And this is going to be so sad, but you're gonna you're gonna like this. I think it's it's gonna be sad. It's probably gonna make you eye roll and everything else. But he reminds me of a slightly skinnier version of Bumpo from 2004's Punisher, because <laughs> he's in there singing the damn songs, and that's what Bumpo did in Thomas Jane's Punisher, the opera stuff. Fair enough. I don't have a reference, but. <laughs> Uh, season three overall, I really, really enjoyed it. I enjoyed exploring further on Jesse's character side. I don't really like seeing Walt become this evil incarnate bastard, but I know that's where the whole series is going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, like, like I, I mean, it, it's obvious at this point, but it's just one of those things where, in again, going back to season one, this is a high school chemistry teacher who has to start cooking meth because he's got cancer. So again, you're, you you kind of feel bad for the guy. Oh yeah, no. It's but once bad. he gets into that world and you, gets, you also feel bad for his family too. By the way, you should mention yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's... And that's another thing we didn't really mention was our, what not art. Wow. Now I'm doing the actor name thing. Uh, Walt Junior. Uh, yeah. I love the fact that he ignores his mom in that one episode, just and completely ignores her. Yeah, and he is completely innocent in all of this. Like, we have all this stu- terrible stuff going on. Walt Jr. Walter... is 100% innocent because, <laughs> yeah. you know, he doesn't know... Uh, you know. And Walt Jr. at this point is pretty much an adult in terms yeah. of a lot of things. And he's never let in on anything that's going on, and Skyler right. becomes complicit in all complicit in all this as well. And yeah, he's just—I feel bad for him. And you're right; it's not enjoyable to see Walt on this path. But you know, I said it before; I'll say it again. Part of this story is, you know, did, was Walt always this bad person? Where was it inside of him? And that kind of thing, and I think I honestly, at this point, after seeing three seasons of this show, now I don't know, I don't remember if season four or season five we get a flashback to Gray Matter days. I know we kind of had a flashback to Gray Matter stuff with with Gretchen and season one and things like that, but going from where we meet Walt in season one to where Walt is now at the end of season three. Honestly, I think it's just the circumstances that have made him evil. The circumstances of the situation and the fact that he loves having the power. He loves being in that controlling aspect. If he loves having, I don't yeah, think... If he loves I, having the power and that's what helped him to this, though, 
I think it's just because he didn't have that power before. Right. In which case, but... it was in him the whole time. It's just, it's a combination of the two things. I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh... Well, like I said, you know, in the very beginning of this, we're supposed to root for this guy. And then all the all this shit happens. Yeah. And now there's it, no more yeah. rooting for Walter White. <laughs> no, and again, it's one of the things I loved about this show is yeah. everyone's point, not only where, you know, they give up on Walt being a half-decent human being, uh, and then B, I think everyone's interpretation of how bad was Walt, when did Walt, you know, when what was Walt legitimately a bad person was he always like this did he always have this in him blah 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 all that stuff's just open for interpretation and they never try to answer it and i'm okay with that like yeah they didn't have a flashback where walt you know starts twiddling his fingers mr burns style and goes you know well if i ever had the chance to cook meth and have children killed i would totally do it you know um Oh god. I can so see Gail being Walt Smithers. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Season three overall, I'm gonna give it a four. I I thought it was very well acted, very well written. Uh there were only a couple of minor things that I didn't really like about it, but what I enjoyed most out of season three was Jesse's character arc. Yeah. What about you? Uh, it's a five out of five. I just too many. Uh, there are definitely issues with the season. Like my point is not that everything was perfect. It wasn't. Uh, yeah. But man, I don't know that you could have asked for better performances from the majority of the a- actors. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, like, yeah, I mentioned the big three: Esposito, Paul, and Cranston. Uh, I feel like they elevate it beyond even the writing, which I thought was really good. And then you've got other guys I didn't really mention, like Bob Odenkirk continues to be a joy to watch as Saul Goodman. Yep. And then uh, I liked that Skylar, you know, once she found out, in the end, she becomes complicit and gets into the business. And I thought that when they gave uh, Anna Gunn more to do and actually let her not yeah. be in the dark about everything. I really liked her as well. Yeah. Uh, but man, yeah, she starts going down the dark path here. Uh, but having said that, you know, again, this is something we'll get into later. I don't think she was prepared with how bad things were going to get. No, I don't think she was she, either. Yeah, she was not ready for how bad her husband has gotten and had no idea. And I mean, how could you? Yeah, and we'll once we get to that point, we're gonna explore how I don't want to say a sham, but how much of a dissolution their marriage became. Like, look, they got divorced. We get it, but you know, this season, he basically says, "I'm moving back into the house," you know, and they work out this whole deal. And that's why I made notes earlier when we were talking about the episodes is how the family dynamic has gone from really weird to really frigging creepy. Yeah. I'm just... Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's some... Uh, yeah, and 
so to just briefly jump ahead too, I mean all of Walt's family stuff in season five is terrible. <laughs> I mean, he's awful and he's and you 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 said it this season too. There's something really creepy anytime you see Walter holding Holly. Yeah. There's something about it that you know, I guess for us as the audience, a lot of that's because we know all these terrible things he's done. Yeah. And he's literally holding an innocent. You know, maybe if he had hugged Walt Jr. or something, we'd feel the same way. Because, you know, I said earlier, Walt Jr.'s innocent in this, too. Right. And maybe that's part of it, that, you know, when he's holding Holly, he's holding somebody completely innocent. But we as the audience know, uh, your life's ruined. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, just yeah. There's something unsettling about this show, and you mentioned it earlier. You've got to be in the right mindset. I had that same sort of thing with the Shield as well. Um, the difference was the Shield. I was watching pretty much as it came out. Yeah, uh, I can't remember when I started watching it. I want to say season two or so. And so mm. I watched season one, and I binged that because I needed to see what was next. But I felt mm. icky after watching them. That's how I felt with Breaking Bad as well, that I needed to know what happened next. So I would blow through them. But man, I'd feel so... <laughs> Part of me would go to work and talk to the guys about the episodes because everybody there was watching them and watched it live, everything else. Uh -huh. The other part of me, though, was just... Oh, I need to take a shower and think about something else. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing, folks. We've... Been... The Wire's another one. It's not super pleasant to watch, but there's something yeah. really appealing about that at the same yeah. time. Here's the thing, folks. We've been doing Breaking Bad for the last three and a half weeks. I need a break from Breaking Bad. <laughs> I like the show. I'm, I, you know, I've done a complete 180 turnaround. There are certain aspects of the show I don't like. But it's not as annoying to me as it once was. And again, I think on my part, it's more of when it when something is so in my face, I would rather just walk away and discover it on my own, you know, years down the line, which we're doing now. But as I said earlier, as you just said, this show, you need to be in the right mindset to watch it. We've been watching this. Sh I've been watching this show for the last three and a half weeks. I need a break. So. Coming up on Remote Control, we're going to do a couple of Take 5 episodes where we talk about a new series, uh, whichever new series that might be, uh, and we talk about the first five episodes of it. So we're going to do that. Uh, then we'll come back and finish off Breaking Bad with Season 4 and 5, and after that, who knows? Maybe Ryan and I will head to the barn and discover what the hell's going on in Farmington. You never know. Uh, so that's what's coming up here on Remote Control. Where can the people get in contact with you online, sir? At Nightbeat. For the love of God, anyone who ever wants to talk about Breaking Bad, just go ahead and do so. I, <laughs> uh, full disclosure again, I uh, went to Comic-Con and... Whew, and you shaved your was, head as yeah, Walt and... Yeah, three years ago, I went as Walter White. I shaved my <laughs> head, which by the way is great. I wish somebody had told me forever ago that it feels, uh, man, when you have no hair, it feels great. So anyway. Uh, you should have asked hair. me, but yeah. The best part of that was going to Comic-Con and everybody recognizing who I was there as. Because I had the uh, the yellow jumpsuit that he cooked meth in. A, right. a very cheap 
version of it, which worked perfectly. And then, uh, again, a very cheap sort of gas mask makeup. Right. Uh, and, yeah, it worked perfectly. So, but everybody talked to me about Breaking Bad the entire time, and it was wonderful. Awesome. It was a great day. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at TFG1Mike. You can follow at GeekCast Radio and this at This Week in Geek for all the other network updates for either website. Um, tune in next time when we will find out who is going to fight over the remote control. Run. Thank you for tuning into Remote Control. There are several ways to get in contact with us and leave feedback for the show. You can visit the website, geekcastradio.com. You can email us, feedback at geekcastradio.com. You can leave us feedback in iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at Geekcast Radio. You can become a fan of us on Facebook by searching Geekcast Radio Network. Call the voicemail line. Tell us the show you're leaving the message for and your name. 502-526-5821. We hope you enjoyed the latest episode of Remote Control and wish that you'll tune in next time to hear what TV topic we'll be talking about. Get those remotes ready because we are all remote controlled.
Thank you for tuning into Remote Control. There are several ways to get in contact with us and leave feedback for the show. You can visit the website, geekcastradio.com. You can email us, feedback at geekcastradio.com. You can leave us feedback in iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at Geekcast Radio. You can become a fan of us on Facebook by searching Geekcast Radio Network. Call the voicemail line. Tell us the show you're leaving the message for and your name, 502-526-5821. We hope you enjoyed the latest episode of Remote Control and wish that you'll tune in next time to hear what TV topic we'll be talking about. Get those remotes ready because we are all remote controlled. Celebrate the big 2020 with T-Mobile. Switch now and get two lines for just 90 bucks and two new iPhone 11s on us. So you can take a portrait built for two with the ultra-wide camera. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, cute. Hurry in to T-Mobile and get two lines for 90 bucks and two iPhone 11s on us with qualifying trade-ins. Via 24 credits for well-qualified buyers with auto pay, plus taxes and fees. If you cancel before receiving 24 credits, you may owe up to the full value of your device of $699.99. Contact us. Qualifying port and finance agreements required. Celebrate the big 2020 with T-Mobile. Switch now and get two lines for just 90 bucks and two new iPhone 11s on us. So you can take a portrait built for two with the ultra-wide camera. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, cute. Hurry in to T-Mobile and get two lines for 90 bucks and two iPhone 11s on us with qualifying trade-ins. Via 24 credits for well-qualified buyers with auto pay, plus taxes and fees. If you cancel before receiving 24 credits, you may owe up to the full value of your device of $699.99. Contact us. Qualifying port ins and finance agreements required.